BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy Tuesday. I apologize for the delayed episode, but trust and believe it is worth it because your girl is home. I am home. I've been in Florida this last week and I love Florida, but no, and I love my family. And there's nothing in this world I love more than my family except my bed. And I have returned to my bed. Um. I am so happy. Yeah, I'm sorry. I said it. I love Olivia. I love her house. but And her bed is great. It's not my bed. Got it. Well, we're happy to have you back. I'm happy that we're you're happy back. We're happy to have you back. Well, I mean, you kicked me off the podcast the last two episodes. Like I Friday's did. episode. I did. I like, was, you could have done it. I was you fine to it. do. I didn't have any conflict. I couldn't do Monday's episode, and I told you that weeks ago because I had a doctor's appointment. So I did need a sub in then. But you're like, Friday, Ben, Monday, Olivia, bye. I was like, oh, okay. I, oh, and I, I'm using your studio, and I'm taking over your house. Bye. Oh, oh, oh let, you wanna, let's go there. Okay. Ready? First of all, I gave you a day off. You're welcome. No, like, I, no, alarm no, no, no. living, not, spending time with Harry. I'm not complaining, but I just want like it the people to know because they probably assumed like oh Jackie couldn't do the episode Friday so Claudia uh, subbed well you but, obviously didn't listen to my episode with Ben where I said you know what I'm in Florida I have no and you gave me studio at you my gave disposal. me alarm let me give Jackie a day off no I did listen to it so why would you say that I said anything else I didn't say that you said something else I said people might think and even though you said I'm giving her a day off they might have thought like oh because she couldn't do it because she kind of well you know what if you couldn't do it, you're literally the most pregnant bitch I've ever seen. Like, that's fine. It's no, fine if you can't do it. I know. But some days I really can't do it. So I just wanted people to know. Like, I got the boot from my own show. You got the boot for your own show, but for amazing And you know what? Reason. And I got the boot from a barefooted foot. You did. Ben tooted you right out. With his big, you. shoeless, hairy foot. And he just got to stomp over everyone around with his big feet. Yeah, he really did. But then yesterday, I couldn't do it. Olivia did it. I watched your guys' episode. That was so fun. And I do have to report, you know, I got two days off of alarm-free living and I woke up earlier than ever. Good. Even good, today, good. we're recording later. Woke up, like, got up way before my alarm would have gone off. Yeah. So you love to see that. Well, you're welcome. I also, we had taken apart your Florida studio before, when we, like, ran back to New York to get to your doctor, we were, like, thinking maybe we'll podcast from your bed. We took everything apart. We tried to set up a studio when in When I bed. was going to do bed rest in Florida, I brought my studio equipment down to my bed, is what you're trying and to say. we haven't been back to your house since then, so your podcast studio was in disarray. So I didn't take over your studio. I put it back together, bitch. You're welcome. I carried all that equipment up those stairs. By yourself? No, with Ben. I was going to say Ben didn't help you. He was literally there. He did, but, like, it was a lot of stuff, and I didn't want to make two trips. So, like, I had to carry stuff. He had to carry stuff. No, I appreciate it. I love seeing the flamingos. I love seeing you in my house. I love seeing my house. Oh, and I you I was such a good sister. My, I went through you, all this my bitch, packages. You guys. And honestly, when I saw how many pa- packages you got, I'm like, you have a problem. No, you but you open them. No. Okay. Can I finish my sentence? You just, like, can't Stop communicate. Today. <laughs> yeah. We can't. We can't. I said, when I saw the amount of packages, I was like, this girl has a problem. I'm seriously, I'm going to get a therapist and, like, do an intervention. Like, this is an abnormal amount of boxes. I know you've been gone for months, but, like, my God, how much does she order? And when I tell you there was probably 50 boxes and three of them were things you actually ordered, uh, everything else was, like, PR and toast sponsors and just, like, product. Yeah. I, I judged you and I was wrong. I'm sorry. Well, it's okay because you did open my packages, keep the things that I needed, and discard of the boxes, which was the kindest thing that you could do for me so I don't have to walk home and into all of it. I, By the way, like, I know the feeling. Like, I just got home. I was gone since Wednesday. I have so many boxes outside my front door. And, like, it's the worst thing ever. Like, all the work waiting for you. So 
honestly, I know what a good deed it was and the way that I have taken that off your plate, like not to make everything about me, like I feel good like for doing that. I'm so happy that you feel good. And I feel good because you raided my closet while you were in Florida. I did. And honestly, you've never looked better. Yeah, I uh, didn't pack anything for Florida because I have like a bunch of, I have all my makeup down there. I have all my hair products. I have like a decent amount of clothing. It's nothing like gorgeous, but it's good stuff for podcasting and like walking around the neighborhood. Um, So when we went out to dinner, I didn't have anything. And I was like, there's just a gorgeous closet. Let me go see what my stylish, you know, invested investor sister has for me and I had such a good time you know scrolling down the aisles of your closet picking things I looked gorgeous I wore a very controversial pair of shoes thank you for being so generous so open with me I I truly appreciate you know I always have you guys are always so surprised when I literally would give you the shirt off my back and lend you my nicest things but I like to so true I like to see my sisters looking nice it's true I'm just like always like I picked up a purse and I'm like I'm gonna wear this lol and you were like no you could wear it I'm like what I can wear this Gucci bag that I don't think I've ever seen you wear like but I did wear it no I wore it it's relatively new but I wore it in the same outfit that you did that was funny you you really are a generous queen like thank you it's I don't know why it's shocking I know you're a nice person (laughs) I don't know why it's shocking but like it is and I think it's because like you really care about like you take such good care of like your clothes and your bags and you have pieces for years and like they're important to you whereas like I throw my clothes in a ball and it's all from Amazon like your your things are so important to you and you have such pride in them that I wouldn't be mad or surprised if you were very territorial with them but whenever any sister like needs something you're always like take it no take it you're so that can never be me like you will give someone a shirt or a bag or whatever that you haven't even worn yet which is crazy yeah if they needed it and it was like the right thing for the occasion then my sister's gonna like step out into the world feeling and looking her best yeah but maybe it's shocking because like as kids that was pretty much the only thing we ever fought about was like somebody wearing someone's shirt without permission like clothes we were so territorial over them mm-hmm. I wonder maybe that's what why cha- yeah maybe or like as kids like we were all I don't know maybe like slobs and you didn't know if you were like gonna get your things back but now slobs. it's like you want to ruin my dress like you'll go get it dry cleaned slobs that's true even though I am still a slob I do feel like maybe now is a good time to mention I did borrow um this like green Abercrombie set it wasn't yeah. like crazy it was not expensive and I went to Outback Steakhouse and ate a blooming onion it was so oily there was like two drops of oil <laughs> on the shirt and like I don't know how to get rid of it it's fine it wasn't like something it's super like, if fancy that, if that outfit like vanished from my closet I don't know if I would ever notice Okay, it's not like one of your prized possessions. No, but so, you know how sometimes like you'll think of a, a clothing item that you once owned and you're like, of course, I didn't ever get rid of it, but I've never, I haven't seen it in years. There are things that come into my closet never to be seen again. Yeah, I wonder where those things are. Maybe it's like your sister stained it with a blooming onion and just stashed it in the incinerator. Yeah, it's like one of those mysteries of the universe. <laughs> yeah, like I think of certain like t-shirts or something. I'm like, I never threw that away or donated it. So like, where the hell is it? I know that happens. Like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night <laughs> and just, like, be thinking about a random piece of clothing I bought three years ago that I never wore. Yeah. Um, we've got a great show today. We've got stories galore, and I can't wait to talk to you about it. But I did want to mention how we kind of, uh, I believe it was on Friday, where Ben was on the toast, and we were talking about Francia Raisa. And I was telling Ben that Francia Raisa is actually a really good friend of Josh Peck, and they should get her on the podcast. And Ben was like, oh, let me ask. And... You know, everything just happened so easily for Ben. Yesterday, they recorded with Francia Raisa. That's why they usually release their episodes on Monday of the Good Guys podcast. But today, they re- this week, they released it on Tuesday because they wanted to squeeze in this um, episode with Francia. And I actually listened in while they were recording because I just was, like, so interested and I wasn't doing anything else. And you got to listen to it. It's out now. You can uh, watch it on YouTube or you can listen to it as a podcast. She was really um, very open. And I think a lot of people will enjoy the episode. One, just, like... She's a cool, fun, young, funny, pretty girl, and she's really talented, and she has, like, an interesting background. But then, of course, you know, they, do, they dove deep into the kidney gate, and she's clearing some things up. Okay, I will be listening. Obviously, I want to know all about her and her story and kidney gate. Yeah, it was, it was very interesting. Leave it to Ben and Josh to, like, stumble into, you know, the most premium guest of the year. Right, of course. Only the best for the good guys. And she also talks a lot about, like, the ins and outs of being a kidney donor. One thing I learned from her episode, which I found to be so interesting, 
is that if you are somebody who has given someone a kidney and years later or however much time later your remaining kidney fails or something happens and you end up needing a transplant because you were a donor you automatically go to the top of the list wow i mean i know it makes sense sense because it's like you are missing a kidney because you gave one you gave it yeah but do some people just get their kidney out and then go on with one kidney yeah Everyone does. You only need one kidney to live. Right. So then this is going to sound so dumb. The Mm -hmm. people who like need a kidney transplant, do they lose both kidneys? No, it's a good question. I was actually thinking about that Or maybe the other kidney isn't strong enough. Yes. 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 But like a a healthy person in this life only needs one kidney to survive. And the problem is, is like, I think one is really essentially supposed to be a backup for the other. Yeah, but if they're both so if you, not operating at 100%, then you do need to bring in a second kidney. Or, or if you only have one, and because you had donated one, and I'm the not talking second about one... It. I'm not talking about Okay, that. okay. Okay, um, okay. Okay, okay. Kidneys now sounding like funny to say. Kidney. Garage, 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 no. garage, garage. Can, yeah. What? No, like, I, we Don't know... Don't roll your eyes at me, wench. <laughs> like, we know you what? think the word garage is funny, like, over and over again. Wow. Oh, we know. We know. Yes, Jackie, it's called relating to another person in a conversation. I know the feeling you're talking about with kidney because I get that feeling when I say the word garage a lot. And I know that you get that feeling because you tell us all the time. Because I'm so open and authentic and honest. Yes, thank you for reminding everyone. (laughs) Kidney, kidney, kidney. It sounds fine to me. Unlike garage. (laughs) Help. Is it a cry for help? I'm going to miss you so much when you go on maternity leave. Like, it's just, it's not the same when Jax isn't here. I know. Well, I'm going on maternity leave very soon, which I am excited about. I'm going to miss the toast, and I'm going to miss podcasting with you. But I am excited for, like, that joie de vivre we'll have when we come back together. That, yes. Like a a renewed spirit between us. Mm -hmm. Also, I know you didn't do it on purpose, but I'm, like, eternally grateful to you for planning your maternity leave in August. Because August is really a dead month for celebrities for podcasting. Like our numbers, they're not great right now. I'm not gonna lie. Like they're they're taking a dip. Yeah. Well, no, they're they're. We were peaking, and now you could tell yeah. like, people are on vacation. People aren't like listening on their commute to work. They're listening to the radio while having like a beer with a their party. friends. They're yeah. not listening. August to podcasts. Is al- it's always like a slow low month for us. So if we have to take time off, I'm glad it's not like you know February. February is lit. You know January is lit. Oh, so good. So August, like I'm totally fine with. And you know while you're on maternity leave, like I could take a trip. And what's a better time to take a trip than August? Where should I go? Saint Tropez, south of France. Yeah, that's where everyone goes in August. I think I should go. Okay, bye, Turdy Lou. Bye, Turdy Lou. Are you really going to take a or- trip? I don't know, like, the world is my oyster, no? It is. Wow, I've been hanging out with Olivia too much because that is so something Olivia would say. She loves, like, a like a Hallmark card. The world is your oyster. Like, yeah. a, a, what's it called? You only like, live a colloquialism. Once, like, a little, like... Colloquialism, is that what it's called? Like, a phrase. Know. Like, a little quote that you would see on she a She always says YOLO. Yeah. Yeah, she's everything, like, she, like, she'll rationalize every, anything. Like, you'll say, oh, why did you do this? She'll explain why she did it. And she was like, YOLO. But no, and she's so right. Like, you only live once. Yeah. <laughs> it's like facts. So funny. She's so funny. The episode she's yesterday so was really funny. What's also so funny, because we're just like. Oh, my God. We are funny. Comedians. We are funny. You podcasted with Olivia yesterday. And then this weekend, I podcasted with Snitch for the Patreon. We did an audio-only episode. And it was just, yeah. like, so funny. I can't explain why. But she was just cracking me up. She's so, she's so snitchy, you know? There's something going on with the snitch. You've podcasted with her recently, so, like, you've experienced it. But Mm -hmm. it was just hysterical. And I'm excited for everyone to hear it. Don't you feel like there's something going on with the snitch? Kind of like a renewal of sorts. She's kind of giving, like, extra snitchy energy these days. Yeah. No, the snitch I've gotten, I've seen her a couple times in, like, the last week. She's been a wonderful snitch. Maybe she's the type of snitch who kind of blooms in summer. She's well, a summertime she, snitch. She would say so. You know what she would say, and I would roll my eyes. Something about seasons? She said she's in her season, yeah. Yeah. Is that, like, one of the phrases you hate? No. I just, like, didn't think it made a lot of sense. Interesting. I just didn't, like, I just feel like seasons change. No, that's pretty much and what they, they were don't, invented They to don't do. last very long. Like, so that's what, true. Like, what happens when the season's over? 
a new season begins. But then it's not her season. I just found it faulty. No, you're 100% right. The fault in our, in our seasons. <laughs> it was just very limiting, I felt. I and understand that completely. She was saying it literally a year and a half ago. And I feel like she's more in her season now than she was a year and a half ago. So I feel like maybe but, she was saying but it. But wouldn't you hope for that? Wouldn't you hope like you're constantly becoming even more in your season, not like less as time of goes on? You're always supposed of course, to be growing. But then you're not in your season. Then it's not a season. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're the type of person... <laughs> who's like you know obsessed with like facts yeah okay you're right you know yeah yeah I agree yeah yeah I agree anyways we do have a good show we've got some stories for you I missed commentating on some of the stories that happened Friday and Monday but I'll be okay I'll be okay like Megan Fox responded to all the weirdos and what did you think about the tone of her of her response honestly I liked it um, it was like so aggressive. She was talking literally to us. No, I don't think she was talking to me actually because I was not like, you. I was saying like there's definitely more to the story, and I felt like even though she was being like rude and technically she was asking for money from the people she like, she's also calling weirdos. Um, so true. <laughs> I like that she did provide some context. Like, do you guys ever consider that maybe this? makeup artist like doesn't want her celebrity clients like having that dynamic between them that like they paid all her bills she asked me to put like I said the nail artist asked for her to post the link and like what do you say to that yeah yeah so I I was shocked that she commented on it I thought it was like beneath her to do so but I'm glad Mm. that she did so in a way that had some character yeah yeah it was different it was different yeah it was. It wasn't just like, you know, everyone worked really hard on this movie. The cast, the cast and, the crew. and crew. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm, I'm happy she didn't throw the cast and the crew under the bus either. <laughs> yeah. So she had something to say and I enjoyed consuming it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and what was your take on Cardi B? Oh my God, I'm all over the place. Because at first I was like, you get her, Cardi. Me too. I'm like, you make an example out of her. Fuck um, around and find out. This is why context is everything. Yep. Everything. Uh, because mm-hmm. even though she said, she said splash water on my P word. Mm-hmm. And then, but she, and then apparently she also said, but not on my face. So clearly right. the girl splashed her and got on her face. But you've seen the video of the girl. She does it. And then she's like, sorry, sorry. I think that yeah. she didn't mean to get it on her face. She probably turned around quicker than the girl was expecting. Yeah, but also, like, how do you tell people to splash you but not your face? Like, you can control the level of splash. Like, you know, she once the door is open, the floodgates and literally, given that she was the one who opened the gates, like, she doesn't get to have that reaction. Yeah. You know? When I had thought it was just like a completely unprompted, unprovoked thing, I'm like, get her. Like, she's so entitled to that sort of reaction. But context, like, actually really made me feel bad for the girl. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad I got your opinion. Yeah, so not everything is so cut and dry. Yeah. I just hope, like, when an entertainer does get unfairly thrown something at, like, they do have that energy. Me too, me too. So It was a good example for, like, what type of energy you should have in the correct situation. But it was not the correct situation. <laughs> correct. Also, I think her aim was off and she hit a different girl. Yes. Oh, the microphone didn't even hit the girl who threw yeah, it. She if, hit someone else. If you're going to throw something at someone, like, you better get the right girl. Yeah, 100%. Like, your aim has to be on point. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. No. So those were my thoughts. Okay, good. So now, without further ado, here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know. And the Fast Five stories that you need to know are brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you're going to have. So Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. No longer having to plan months in advance, as you know that is my least favorite thing. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can also get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, and baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. 
It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. It's literally two taps and you're set. And the tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. This is a great app just to have on your phone at all times. Like if you're traveling for work or for pleasure and you just find yourself in a new city or you live in a fabulous city that always has like good theater, concerts, events going on. Make sure to have the GameTime app on your phone. You can snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code TOAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code TOAST for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Thank you, GameTime. Today's episode is also brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time. It's all in one place and it's all on your terms. So whatever uh, website you want to create, whether it's for a side hustle of yours, you want to start an e-commerce business, a blog, Squarespace is an amazing resource because I think the idea of creating a website can be really intimidating. A lot of people, you know, get fancy degrees to do it. But Squarespace has these really easy to use templates that will get you a website up and running that looks like it was professionally made, but you did it all yourself and it's nobody needs to know how easy it is. They have a ton of different product features. So if you're looking to sell merch, you can easily sell custom merch and create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. If you're looking to create an online store, you can sell your products on one of their online store templates. They have flexible templates. They have email campaigns where you can drive sales and engage your audience with their email campaigns. You'll easily be able to collect subscribers on your site and build connections for repeat business through regular email updates. They also have a great point of sale. So you can sell in person by connecting a Square reader to the Squarespace app. You'll keep your orders, your inventory, your customer data in sync with your online store. If your online store or your website that you're creating is for e-commerce, Squarespace is the best, most organized platform for online sales, for in-person sales. It's really a great um, service. And if you don't know where to start when it comes to creating a website, we highly recommend Squarespace. And if you want to head to squarespace.com, you can get a free trial. When you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com toast to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. Our yeah. first story. Oh, we forgot about our Hannah Montana transitions. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Mm. Our f- mm. Because I like it. Yeah. Our first story is actually some crazy news that just came out. So it is um, actually not the worst thing that we started this afternoon. But a bombshell lawsuit says that Lizzo forced her dancers to eat bananas from sex workers' vaginas during an Amsterdam trip, amongst other allegations. But I do think that is the most headline-grabbing one. Yeah. Three of Lizzo's former dancers are suing the good-as-hell performer as well as Big Girl Big Touring and Shirlene Quigley for allegedly subjecting them to endure weight-shaming, sexually denigrating behavior, and pressuring them to participate in disturbing sex shows. The plaintiffs, Ariana Davis and Crystal Williams, claim in the lawsuit filed on Tuesday, obtained by Page Six, that they eventually were fired up that they were eventually fired, and the third plaintiff said that she resigned over Lizzo's stunning behavior. While on a concert trip with the award-winning Grammy artist to Amsterdam in February 2023, the plaintiffs claimed that Lizzo invited them for a night on the town, which ended in the city's red light district. The area is known for sex theaters, sex shops, and clubs and bars where nudity is on full display. The lawsuit states, quote, things quickly got out of hand. Lizzo began inviting cast members to take turns touching the nude performers, catching dildos launched from the performers' vaginas, and eating bananas protruding from the performers' vaginas. Ew. The suit also claims that Lizzo allegedly pressured and goaded Davis into touching one nude performer's breasts. The plaintiffs claim that just a month later, Lizzo deceived them once again into attending a nude show, thereby robbing them of the chance of the choice not to participate. Davis also claims in the lawsuit that at one point she had no choice but to soil herself on stage during an excruciating re-audition, fearing the repercussions of excusing herself to go to the bathroom. Eventually, Lizzo allegedly fired Davis on the spot after learning Davis had recorded one of their meetings, even though it was in order to have a copy of the notes that the artist had provided. Rodriguez resigned shortly thereafter out of solidarity with Davis and the disrespect Lizzo allegedly showed her. I mean... This is, like, so disturbing and gross. Um, And it just came out, so I don't think Lizzo's responded yet. And I'm I'm sure she won't just because, like, again, it's, like, one of those things where you really can't say anything because it's, like, an ongoing legal matter. Right. Um, 
I do want to say the girl who got fired for recording, um, I can actually see that being, I don't know what they're suing for, if it's like wrongful termination. Like I do feel like that's like a big no-no. Um, and I could see like, like Lizzo winning that legal argument because yeah, whatever her reasoning was like recording and I'm sure she signed NDAs. It's like a direct violation of a contract or whatever. But the other stuff in this uh, lawsuit is so deeply disturbing um, especially as it pertains to, like, forcing people who work for you. And it's not only people who work for you. There's such a power dynamic between, like, celebrity and, you know, civilian. There's so many different dynamics. Forcing them to attend, like, really disturbing, graphic, nude, lewd, I believe the word is, um, performances and, like, forcing them to participate is, like, actually really traumatizing. And this is really disgusting. Yeah, so what they're suing for is general and special damages as well as punitive damages and attorney's fees. And it also says that Lizzo and her managed team treated their performers, um, the way that they treated them, seemed to go against everything Lizzo publicly stands for. Privately, she weight shames her dancers and demeans them in ways that are absolutely demoralizing. I think what also weight shaming? Um, like fat, shaming fat shaming or skinny shaming. Like it maybe if they were losing weight, that's not a right. good thing. I, I, don't, I could, really can't see Lizzo fat shaming someone. Like, that's literally her whole Yeah, but the, they didn't say fat shaming, which makes me, like, they, said, they did shaming. say weight shaming, so I feel like it could just be the opposite. Yeah, like, maybe if, if some of the dancers just, like, from being on tour or whatever, like, started to lose weight, Lizzo's whole aesthetic is that she wants to prove, like, big girls can be dancers, too, so if they're, like, not corroborating with that sort of image I get or they that. don't have like, like the look that she wants right she'll start shaming them until which is like more. exactly what the industry has been doing for the years opposite. the opposite right. but it's still the same it's wrong it's issue. wrong both ways it's, it's, a, wrong it's both a core ways. issue mm-hmm. um no I think this is shocking one the allegations are shocking the banana and the vagina and the sex things are wild but also like this is so incongruous with Lizzo's public image like I think Lizzo's fans and just you know people are have been really like taken aback by this even though the news just dropped it's it's very shocking to hear from so not Lizzo it's not the Lizzo Lizzo. you we know but again we don't know these people it's so true so I don't know I don't know yeah I mean this will all have its day in court Right, Lizzo will right. have an opportunity to defend herself. And maybe make a statement. I feel like she could say, while this is an ongoing legal matter, like everything alleged, I feel like a lot of people will, will be like, this is completely untrue. I look forward to my day in court. Yeah. Especially if that's what they're going to say in court. I don't know why you couldn't put that out in a PR right. statement too. Yeah. Yeah. But but is the story like big enough? I, I also could see people like not caring. I feel like people just like love Lizzo and like whatever. No, I think it's big because like, I saw the initial articles in page six and then uh, like my Instagram just like random publications. Like, like accounts? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because some of the allegations are extremely. They're fucking gross. Yeah. Attention grabbing. Yeah, because it, it, like I feel like celebrities get sued all the time like for being like horrible to work with but the specificity of these um accusations are so one specific and be like really disturbing once you read them yeah yes yeah, so we always get you know like a toxic workplace right a lot right. of these like vague terms which could be really yes. bad could be really bad or it could just be like a, a person's particular experience yeah and I think when they use big like those uh, buzzwords like toxic workplace they've kind of lost their meaning yeah because they never say what it actually was and we're like okay toxic workplace like maybe you got yelled at but this is like actually a toxic workplace yes and incredibly it's specific true. and also as stated very different to than the lizzo that we yeah. think we know this is big if true because sometimes you hear about someone who's like you know a mean boss and you're like yeah they seem like a mean boss well, this is like the conversation we and were that's having their about Platt. Or even like Miranda Lambert. Yes. Oh, that's who we were talking about. Miranda Lambert. Like her situation, like it didn't affect her at all. Like nobody pulled her music from country radio. Like because she's the bad bitch of country. Like it yeah. doesn't, it, it makes sense. That's like so Miranda. But Lizzo's kind of this queen and like kind of, kind of carved out this whole space in the industry for, you know, being different, being inclusive, being kind. So it it's like... I'm trying to think of an example. 
Like Ellen is the example. Yes, yes, you took the words right out of my mouth, Jackie. Ellen is an example. When your brand is kindness, and in turn, you end up not even like not being kind, but being like the nastiest bitch alive. Like, it's jarring. Yeah, and it makes the fallout from the situation a lot bigger and worse than it would be. Yes. If it was like, you know, uh, I don't know, Simon Cowell is a, is a so hard true. boss to please. So true. Like, that's so Simon. Right. So we will definitely keep tabs on this story. Hopefully Lizzo will speak out or the trial will start soon and we'll get more information but this was just crazy yeah are you ready for our next story i am honestly we have two very sad stories from yesterday i know i'm like really upset about angus cloud yes angus cloud has passed away um his family announced yesterday after uh struggling intensely struggling with grief following the loss of his father Connor Hickey the week before the 25 year old actor was found dead in his home on Monday before that the actor and his family had reportedly traveled to Ireland last week to bury their patriarch the family said it is with the heaviest heart that we had to say goodbye to an incredible human today as an artist a friend a brother and a son Angus was special to all of us in so many ways Last week, he buried his father and intensely struggled with the loss. The only comfort we have is knowing Angus is now reunited with his dad, who was his best friend. No, this is, like, so sad. Margo sent the link in our chat, and you know when something shocks you so much? Like, you can't even read it. Like, I knew what it said, but I'm like, wait, it was not computing logistically in my brain. I am so sad, and I think that, you know, any life loss, but someone so young, whose career had just started, like... Euphoria is his first project and he shot to fame and every brand wanted to work with him. I think he was like a face of Louis Vuitton because his character in the show, for anyone who doesn't watch, like he is like a drug dealer, but he's kind of weirdly like the moral compass of the show. He like looks out for his younger brother and he's like, he knows what he's doing is wrong, but like he just needs the money and he's kind of like a therapist to a lot of people. He's one of my favorite characters and he's a lot of people's favorite character. And I think it was He's not an actor. Like, he's not a trained actor. This was his first job. So I really feel like the character he played was really similar to the type of person he was, like a very sweet, soft-spoken boy. And I don't know any of that to be, like, fact or not. It's just the vibe that I get. And it just, I don't know, I'm, like, a really, this is one of the saddest things I've that's I've heard in a really long time. Yeah, I don't want Euphoria, so I honestly was not familiar with him. But this story is just so incredibly sad. Like, that's how profoundly moved he was and devastated by the loss of his dad. That, of his dad. I mean, they didn't say cause of death, but... The family I added feel like they did. That they said the actor was open about his battle with mental health and hoped that his passing could be a reminder to others who are struggling that they are not alone and should not fight this on their own in silence. I feel like it's a very respectful way of saying suicide. Yes. Um, and that's just so sad. It's there's no other there's really nothing else to, like to say other than this is one of the saddest things. And it's it's just terrible. Yeah. I do, like, he is an active and sort of kind of main character in Euphoria. I know that Euphoria, I believe they said that the next season, not that this matters literally at all, but, like, this is what people talk about. Yeah. Um, I believe they said the next season, which I don't even know when it's coming out, but it's, like, five years in the future. I, so, oh, I saw a headline that it was, like, not coming out for a few years. No, no, no. no. Oh, no, like I, but it's not said, coming out. It's not coming out for a while, and it's also set in like five years from now. Oh, okay. Probably, I probably saw something that was like New Euphoria is set in twenty twenty six or something. Right. And I thought it meant it was coming back then. Understood. Um, so I feel I really hope that they like honor him because he was such an important part and like really just kind of like the soul of the show. So I hope that they honor him. I'm sure that they will, and it'll be really sad to watch. Yeah. Well, our next story is also very sad because Paul Rubens, also known as Pee Wee Herman, the actor, has died at the age of 70 after a private bout of cancer. So Paul Rubens, an actor best known for portraying the irrepressibly, joyfully, childlike Pee Wee Herman, died Sunday night after a private bout of cancer. Um, He wrote in a statement posted to Instagram after his death, please accept my apology for not going public with what I've been facing in the last six years. I've always felt a huge amount of love and respect from my friends, fans, and supporters. I've loved you all so much and enjoyed making art for you. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Do you know what I'm going to say? You're going to ask about his scandal. Yeah, like how do you reconcile someone's death when they've done horrible things? Okay, do you know what he did? 
child pornography, ma- a public masturbation. Okay, so I looked into it because I was like, everyone's saying the nicest things about Pee Wee Herman. But then like, I remembered. But then I was like, but isn't there some like stain from the past? Right. And I looked into it. And the first thing was n- uh, not public masturbation. He was caught with his like penis out at a... um. Like a porn show, one of those porn theaters. Like, so in a place with adults okay. watching porn, okay. he had his penis out, okay. which was so shocking. One, like it was the 90s and two, it was just incongruous with him being this child performer and like, right. you know, him in his private life doing something that was more weird, weird. than the character yeah. that we know. But it yeah. was like a victimless crime that's, I mean, he was just attending like a legal thing and had his wiener out. Well, I've kind of remembered the story as him being in like a, a movie theater with his pecker out with other people around, but no, it was a porn house. Yeah. So in 2002, he was also charged with one misdemeanor count of possessing material depicting children engaged in sexual conduct, a charge that was later dropped with the actor pleading guilty to a charge of obscenity instead. Okay, so then I saw that child pornography thing, and it it was like cart- uh, images or cartoons that were like vintage, like they're from 30 years ago. It wasn't like active child pornography like we think about it and i don't even know if what do you mean cartoons not cartoons like um editorial hold on i was just reading this i know what you mean peewee herman's scandal this is what it said i just want to speak correctly on it yeah 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 okay i feel like the first one you wouldn't get arrested for today like having your penis out at a sex show yeah, and they weren't, the charges were dropped. Got it. So, okay. In 2001, police searched his home in the Hollywood Hills. They seized boxes of materials that his spokesperson characterized as vintage erotica. The lawyer said the charges of possessing images of child pornography were untrue and without merit, and his publicist said the handful of images came from more than 10,000 vintage magazines seized from the actor's home, some of which were three decades old. The charges were dropped in 2004 when he pleaded guilty to a lesser obscenity charge. So it's not like child pornography. It's like, as we think of it today, it's like these children are expo- like being Yeah, exploited. no, I think of like Mark Sailing who had like, you know, files right. and files of homemade, terrible, exploitive, nude children. Yeah. Not that. Not mm-hmm. squeaky clean. Who, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. what the images were. And there's all, like there's so many things of like char- there's charges against him, charges dropped. When the charges are dropped, right. are you not in it? Like can we not move That's on from it? That's a good question. That's so, a good question. I don't know. It's a little dicey and I don't know. Actually totally random. Like literally, I don't know. This is not a good tangent, but I was just thinking about prison. Last night I watched um, Jelly Roll has a documentary on Hulu and I really, like, obviously, I know him because he's country, but, like, I don't really know his story at all. And it was fascinating. I highly recommend the documentary. He, um, and, like, I know that he has, like, these incredibly devout, obsessed fans. And, like, I didn't really understand why. Um, and his whole thing is is addiction. He was, you know, a pretty big drug addict and drug dealer. And he was in and out of juvie and, you know, adult prison for, like, you know, the formative years of his life. And he finally got his act together and just kind of focused everything he was focusing on drugs, putting into music. Um, And he talked a lot about how, like, he trades one vice for another and how, like, he talked about his weight actually really openly and how, like, food is definitely one of the things he traded for drugs and, like, it's better, but he's now obese and, like, his words, not mine. Um, And, like, is that healthy? Yeah. Yeah, but he's like, it's better than, you know, crack. Mm Mm-hmm. It was really an interesting documentary. I actually think you would like it. And now I feel like I understand because it do- doesn't feel like he kind of came out of left field into the music space with like all these fans. Yeah. But so like addiction and recovery is so his beat. And I think that's like those are the people who are really impacted by his music. And he it was actually really amazing. He likes, you know, spends so much time and money while he's out on the road visiting um, rehab facilities and juvenile like delinquent centers. I don't know if they still call them that, but um, and he brings them food. And like if they have any passions, like he bought this girl a guitar just so she could like focus her energy on that instead of, you know, like being with the wrong crowd. It was a really good documentary. Okay, I'll check it out. Oh, and he was talking about, I'm sorry, this is, I remember why I thought of it. He was basically saying he has so much guilt for the things he did that ended him in, ended up in prison for him. Like, yeah, he sold drugs, but then he had, like, armed robbery, and, like, he hurt a lot of people. Um, 
and he feels like he really can't move on and that's why he does all these things I think he feels this like immense amount of guilt and he never lives in the present because he's so stuck in the past he's like I don't know how or when like people can forgive me and like I can forgive myself for the things that I did and he's like clearly a good person he just like was a troubled teen who hurt people um and that's that's what it reminded me of because it's like at what point do you you know move on the P.B. Herman thing is different because I feel like when you really look into it you're right they're not like they're not the crazy like they're not it's, it, it's not like, especially considering what we see in here today and especially mm-hmm. out of Hollywood. But um, I was just looking more like, so he was fined $100 for the, and he did uh, three years probation and agreed to register as a sex offender. Oh. So, yeah. Mm, okay, wait, now, now I want to backtrack a little bit. I feel like being registered as a sex offender is like no small thing. This is what he said at the time. He said, I'm glad the prosecutors finally dismissed the child pornography charge without me or the taxpayers having to pay for a costly circus-like trial. I'm disappointed any part of my collection was ever deemed inappropriate. Taking responsibility by calling a few images in this collection obscene and paying a $100 fine seemed like the sanest way to make it end. He said, I don't want anyone for one second to think that I am titillated by images of children. It's not me. You can say lots of things about me and you might. The public may think I'm weird. They may think I'm crazy or anything that anyone wants to think about me. That's all fine as long as one of the things you're not thinking about me is that I'm a pedophile because that's not true. Okay, but he's a sex offender. Yeah, that was a part of a plea deal in order to not go to trial. Anyways, like I said. Interesting. interesting. I'm, Context I'm is key. Context is key, but I him being a sex offender definitely changes my perspective a little bit. Well, your perspective was like really negative before. Yes, yes. You said how do you recognize this person who said horrible things in the on the scale of horrible things? This is bad, but not even close to, like, some of the other things we see. You're correct. Yeah. Interesting. But I, I also, like, I don't know what the, the bar images is. were. No, the images. Oh, I don't want to yeah. know. Age, I don't want to know. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Pee Wee Herman. I used to fuck so hard with Pee Wee Herman. I actually, but I also feel like since he's passed, like, not a lot of people are talking about all that stuff. No, that's what, so funny because I knew about it and this morning when we were on the plane, Ben like was reading a newspaper weirdly and he was like, Pee Wee Herman died. I'm like, oh my God, do you live under a rock? And then the article also mentioned his crimes and Ben was like, wait, I didn't know that. Why is like nobody talking about that? Why is everybody praising him? And I'm like, no, it's a good question. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't don't have all the answers. Now he's gone. So let him rest in peace. Rest in peace, sir. Or rip, Pee-wee. Rip, rip. Are you ready for our next story? Is it our next story that's brought to you by JS Health Vitamins, a science-focused vitamin and wellness brand that provides targeted formulas to help you meet your personal health goals? It's created using the highest quality ingredients backed by research. It's made in Australia and created by expert nutritionist Jessica Seppel, and they have a formula for all of your needs, from skin to digestion, stress, sleep, hair growth, and more. Aussies are globally renowned for their high supplement standards, and it is really shown with these vitamins. The Detox and De-Bloat is their tried-and-true bestseller. It's designed to reduce bloating and support natural detoxification based on traditional use. It's a vegan-friendly formula. It's made with turmeric, milk thistle, fennel, and it's made at a research-backed supplement dose to support liver function and promote healthy digestion. It is a formula that can honestly give you comfort and confidence very quickly. The advanced magnesium from JS Health Vitamins contain three forms of bioavailable magnesium. It's carefully designed to support muscle relaxation, energy production, and nervous system functioning. That's the Magnesium Plus from JS Health. It's one of their best sellers as well. JS, JS Health is just a great brand with really high standards for their supplements. So if you're concerned at all about what supplements you're taking and what the ingredients might be in there, check out JS Health. Their vitamins, again, are science-focused. They are a wellness brand that provide targeted formulas to help you meet your personal health goals, and they are made with the highest quality ingredients that are all backed by research. Go to jshealthvitamins.com slash toast and use code toast for $20 off your order or your first subscription order. So that's jshealthvitamins.com slash toast code toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Article. Summer is on its way. Have you been dreaming up ideas for your outdoor space and how to make the most of it? Well, the best thing about summer is getting to do all of your favorite indoor things outside, like sharing meals, watching movies, falling asleep on the sofa. We all know everything is just better al fresco. So Article's curated catalog of outdoor furniture is here to help you do all of your favorite things this summer. They've got everything you need to really make things your own from outdoor sofas to dining sets to decor. 
their flexible range of styles means that you can do more with the space that you've got and it's um the ultimate open concept area so if you have so much if you have a backyard a balcony a terrace whatever your outdoor situation is there's so much potential so why not make your outdoor space really work for you article believes in delightful design for every home thanks to their online only model they have really delightful pricing as well their curated assortment of mid-century modern coastal industrial scandy and boho designs make furniture shopping simple their team of designers are all about finding the perfect balance between style, quality, and price. They're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stand the test of time. They offer fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. I can attest to that because Jackie has some beautiful outdoor furniture at her stunning home. And I was there when it was delivered, and it was actually so simple and so easy. They were, like, really communicative. It was, like, not a stressful thing. Their customer care team is there when you need them to make sure your experience is smooth and stress-free. Article is offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash toast and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash toast for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Thanks, Claudia. Yeah, um, Our next story update, BB Rexa confirms a breakup with her boyfriend, Kian Safari, after the body shaming text. These two are, by the way, body shaming text is misleading. Yeah, I agree. Wait, I have some thoughts. So BB Rexa reportedly gave London Constant Growers an emotional update on her relationship on Friday. Before performing Atmosphere, she asked the audience members to help her. She said, I just went through a breakup, so I might get a little emotional. I can't blame myself for getting lost in the promise of you, and I can't can't blame you for leaving. Later in the concert, she teared up over a fan sign telling her that she was enough. She also detailed her plans to look for a new boyfriend at the Heaven Nightclub, the outlet reported, E! News reported on Monday. I can't blame him for leaving either. If anybody ever screenshotted my fucking personal text messages, like, you bet your ass I'm never talking to you again. You don't think she broke up with him? She said, I don't blame you for leaving. Well, that was in her lyric. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was, like, part of her monologue before the song. Oh, no, that's her song, Atmosphere. But, yeah, that is, that is confusing, I feel I like she broke up, broke up with, him, with who. But I don't he should have broken broke up, up with, with her. her. But but you know what? Like these a, two are not for each other. A relationship cannot survive that if we that. don't have a boundary between private and public, especially when you're a celebrity. Good day, sir. But I was in the car yesterday. The radio was on, and like some radio hosts were talking about this story, and I was actually interested oh. to hear what they were going to say because I feel like they don't ever like you know say anything they're probably no they don't have hot takes they like regurgitate like you shouldn't talk about a woman's body and like of course you shouldn't but did you read the text message because it's much more layered than right so I was like I wonder what they're gonna say like are they just gonna be like corny be like bad Kian Um, (laughs) but what one of the guys said was like listen if your wife or your girlfriend ever asks you have I put on weight or how do I look you just lie you just say you look great you say, no, I don't see a weight gain. And that's like, and the, the female host was like, yeah, some, she's like, yeah, I love honesty. But sometimes like, what good is it? And I was just I like. I feel like that's bad advice. Am I crazy? I would never <laughs> ask that question unless I truly wanted Could the answer. Could handle the answer. So if I'm going to say that and you're going to lie to me, like I'm going to be vulnerable and you're lying, like. No, I actually, what are women, stupid? Like, I don't, I don't know. like that. I think this guy, what, this BB Rex's boyfriend was in an impossible situation. Either yeah. he lies or he says the truth and then he's like, you know, blasted for but body shaming her. In the text, we had seen that she had asked him to yes, be truthful. Yes, yes. That's the whole, like, so honestly, I understand why this guy is just like, just say they look good, like whatever. Right. No, then like, <laughs> no, you need to be honest. Like, only if somebody asks. Don't offer that information up. Like, of course. No, like we're it. saying if somebody asks or like, you know, you're getting ready for an event. Like, do I look good? I, you shouldn't say anything other than yes. Yeah, I'm just at a place in my life now where like, I know if I look good and I know if I look bad. Like, Ben's opinion truly means nothing to me. Like, That's true. Sometimes I get dressed. He's like, I don't think that looks right. I'm like, oh, cool. You're wrong. Like, I'm good. Well, I guess like if the question was framed like, I've gained weight. Have you noticed? That's just, why would anyone ask that question? Yeah, like, no, it's it, it's never going to end well. No, never. So but then should, just, like, should you stay away from women who ask that question? Because I don't, I it's never going to end well? I don't think, like, blanket lying should be your go-to. Like, relationships are meant to be, like, places of honesty and vulnerability. No, but some. Right? I Yeah, no, I agree. But it doesn't work out. No, I know. Kian got in trouble. 
and it sounded like he 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 couched his whole sentence with love and you're beautiful to me and even though he was answering honestly like he it's not like he said it in a mean way yeah that like that situation with bb kind of backfired i actually was really surprised at how many people on the internet were giving their takes and like were actually critically thinking and like looking into context clues because i feel like we see that and, and everyone's just like oh fuck this guy but like if you gave it like five minutes of thought you were able, and like you thought about it critically. And like I, I think there was enough context in the text to like make an argument for his side. And I was actually really surprised at the amount of people I saw like just giving their opinions on it, not just giving that sort of regurgitated like, "Oh man, never comment on a woman's body." Like that's because that's not what was happening here. You shouldn't comment on a woman's body, but let's not use that. That doesn't apply here. Yeah, but like if you're asked a question, like don't you also have to get an answer? It's not. It's rude not to. Right, so either you're commenting on a woman's body or you're a liar, which are both bad or you're Or you're not answering your a question, and that's rude. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a no-win situation. So I understand why, like, you know, the guy would just be like, I'll just say what she, I know she wants to hear. By the way, I did figure that these two were broken up. I didn't think that they could make it back after that. So this is not news to me. <laughs> well, it's now I didn't confirmed. even think about it. I was like, yeah, duh. <laughs> Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Is there a fifth and final story about Taylor Swift? No. Did you see the news that, like, it, I don't know, uh, it came out that since her U.S. tour is about to end, this weekend is the last leg in L.A., um, that she gave out $5 million worth of bonuses to everyone um, who works on the tour. Each truck driver got a bonus of $100,000. I saw the truck drivers, but I didn't see the sum total of $5 million. Yeah, I thought that was pretty sick. Like, my queen continues to slay. Yeah. But they did a great job, and those trucks really trucked. On time every time. Every Well, hopefully this last one, let's not jinx it. But I, by the way, they're already there. California to California, they'll be fine. Right, 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 right. No, that was really cool. Like, she's a queen. Yeah, she is a queen. Um, I'm going to miss seeing all the clips and stuff, even though it's it's petered out, and, like, Haim just isn't doing it for me. So Agreed. it's okay. I think the L.A. clips will be fun to watch. I forget who I was just having this conversation with. But now um, we're in our era of Beyonce clips. Like now my Instagram. You're right. Remember how you're you were right. saying you were like, I feel like Beyonce's tour isn't like getting as much like right. hype as Taylor's. So I'm like, just wait till they switch continents. Because yep. now all of my, the people that I follow are going to see Beyonce. I'm getting all of these like viral videos from accounts I don't Same. follow of Blue Same. Ivy and like and the outfits and everything. And so now yep. we're just swapping. Yeah, me too. Like I... Uh, 100% you were totally right um but I was just having this conversation with someone I can't remember who but like I find it so shocking that like I never really took to Haim because they're three sisters they're Jewish sisters they're Jewesses there's so much like about them that I should deeply relate to and just automatically stand for that reason and the fact that they're Taylor's best friends maybe it's deep-rooted in jealousy that like like it should be me Taylor's gonna have a best friend that should be me holding your hand but I never really got on board I agree, and I feel like I had the potential to like their music. I love that one song. That the they Wire. To the Wire. Water, na, na, coming mm. down to the Wire. Yeah. So it wasn't a fait accompli. Yeah. But I agreed. I no, thank you. No, I just it's so bizarre to I don't me, subscribe. and I can never. I don't. I'm not into any of it. Maybe. But it's I wish like, I'm truly the best. They've been such good friends to Taylor. Taylor's yeah. been very good to them. I don't know what I'm trying to think. I don't think it's like jealousy. But it's maybe a, it might be jealousy. It's some sort of like me. projection. Yeah. yeah maybe it's like it's you're like, a bunch of Jewish sisters. So you're just like not doing what I would do. Maybe it's like internalized anti Semitism, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it no, is. Like, why I don't, don't I scan? It, I don't think it is because I don't associate them with Judaism necessarily. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe they're not no. Jewish enough. No, they're so proudly Jewish. I know you don't follow them, but they're like, I follow them on TikTok. They're always, oh they do this little Hanukkah series. Like, they're proud Jewesses. Like, they, everyone knows that they're Jewish. Their original band name was like the Bagel Bitches. Like, no, they, and also it's like Haim, like Lahaim. Yeah, right. Like, they're totally proud Jews. I okay. love that about them. Okay. So, I don't know what it is. I think it's internalized anti Semitism for no, real. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> no, by the way, I don't either. That was But a there's joke. something there. There's something. Yeah. There's a block. We should, ex- we should explore that in therapy. There's a block. Yeah. Okay, our fifth and final story. I actually think this is going to be an interesting conversation starter. 
because it's layered. Love is Blind alum Nick Thompson. So he was on season three. He got engaged to Danielle. Remember them? She went uh, to dance on of tables. Course. And of course. he like wanted to not. Um, mm-hmm. He revealed that he is on the brink of homelessness because nobody will hire him in the wake of the dating show as he's slamming the exploitative Netflix for paying him just $7.14 an hour with no residuals. So... Let me take it from the top. Former Love is Blind star Nick Thompson has revealed he's at the risk of losing his home after struggling to find a job in the wake of his 2021 appearance on Love is Blind, for which he said he was paid just $7.14 an hour when you break it down because they were working yeah, 24 hours. 24. Because he, he said he was only paid $10,000 for 10 weeks of filming and that there has been zero discussion about residual pay despite the ongoing success of Love is Blind. Um, he said when you, you think know, this about- is actually interesting timing with the strike. Yes, it's it's a strike related combo. And Bethany Frankel has also yes. been getting in on this combo about reality stars and residuals. So he said, when you think about the amount of money that's being made and the way that it's the path for future seasons and the fact that anyone can go on and watch me and I'm right. going to be homeless. I lost my job last November. I'm having an incredibly hard time finding a new one, he said. He said, I burned through my savings that cashed out my 401k. I've got two months left in the bank to pay my mortgage. I can't get a job because people don't take me seriously. I was a VP in software for five years, so it's not like I don't have track record or experience Mm -hmm. or success. He also described feeling like he was being kept prisoner during his time in the social experiment and believes that he and others – were manipulated by producers and psychologists shedding he shed light on the brutal reality of filming love is blind he alleged that producers are in control of you 24 hours a day quote you are filming 18 to 20 hours a day and that doesn't necessarily mean you're always going to be on tv but you're milked from the moment you get there in the morning and you're milked all the way up until you leave Mm -hmm. then when you go home at the end of the day you're locked in your hotel room without a key without your wallet without money without id you are literally held captive like a prisoner and there's absolutely no reason that you shouldn't be considered an employee when you're technically under the control of your employer for 24 hours a day since appearing on love is blind he has gone to co-launch the unscripted cast advocacy network which helps provide mental health and legal support to past present and future reality stars his comments come just weeks after bethany frankel called for a reality tv reckoning amid the ongoing saga uh sag sag and sag Sag and wga strikes she argued that reality stars should receive residuals for the shows that they appear in and that they should unionize. You know what? I feel like this conversation is actually really interesting. And if anything, seeing like the the um, the negative, we know so many reality star success stories, but we really don't hear about the ones that don't go as well. And it really makes um, an argument for a union for uh, reality stars. And I had followed this because there's another element to this. I had followed. He's always coming up on my TikTok making videos about his his stuff. And he ended up, I think, having beef with Nick Vile. Yes. Because Nick Vile talked about a lot of the stuff that, um, what's his name? The other, oh, his also name is Nick, right? Nick, yeah. Nick. Nick Vile talked about a lot of the stuff that Nick was posting on social media and basically was like, too bad. Okay. I saw like months ago that they had beef about yes. something. And I think it, it was, was about, about oh, I think it was about like maybe mental health. Yes. Exploitation of like people's and mental producers, health on reality TV. Yeah. And producers kind of controlling you and manipulating you. And I think Nick was like, you know, my words, not his, but like manipulation, being manipulated is like a choice. Like, you know, you should be mentally strong enough to not, you know, which is like kind of like a crazy thing to say. I wish I could recall better what I saw, but I feel like there was also the argument being made of like, if you have these mental health issues, you should not go on a reality show. By the way, and you shouldn't. And I think that they, a lot of the shows like The Bachelor, they do like fake ass psych evaluations Mm -hmm. for people because they don't, they want the crazy. No, sorry, yeah. that's the, I'm sorry, I don't mean crazies. I'm sorry, that was not, that's not what I meant. They want the people who can be easily manipulated and can maybe have a breakdown because they think that's entertaining and it makes good TV. So those psych evaluations are fake as hell. Like they don't yes. actually, they don't say, oh, this person's not stable. Let's get, they say, oh, this person's not stable? Get them in. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're actively seeking people yeah. who they couldn't uh, manipulate. But, so when you think about like how reality stars don't have health insurance, reality stars don't get residuals, like the amount of people who go back and watch like old episodes of like The Bachelor, like all these things, they're really, it is an argument for a union. I actually think it's a good idea. Yeah, I think it's a good argument. And I feel like this entire time we've been talking about the strike, it's like, what about the reality TV piece? 
Yeah, um, we've been talking about that. And they, that's kind of just been like the gray area where it's like, oh, they can still re- film and they can still promote work. and everything. Um, but I think for some reality stars, they feel exploited. Yeah, and we just are never talking about those people. We're always talking about like current reality stars, successful reality stars. Because reality there is stars a lot. Who go on to, to launch their own business. There is a lot to gain from going on reality TV too. Right, like you could argue someone's going back and watching this guy Nick's episode, so then they're going to follow him on Instagram, which is a form of currency that you can monetize. Like, there is an argument, but I don't think it's strong enough. Like, yeah. I could see how, you know, for the girls especially, I think it's much easier to have a career afterwards. I think, I, I keep bringing up The Bachelor, but because it's like, it's the show that's produced the most reality stars, in my opinion. And I think a lot of the guys really struggle money-wise afterwards. It's not as easy. Yeah, but also think about, like, the housewives. Yeah, 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 but yeah. But I feel like... But that's a show of affluent people. That's true, but they're also jeopardizing their standing. Yeah, they are, but those are people who, like, who, without the show, still have a house, you know what I mean? Uh, not always. And in a lot, and this is going to be a very, like, you know, misogynistic thing, but in a lot of the situ- a lot of the housewives, it's, like, more traditional. The man makes the money. For sure, but that shouldn't dictate whether you got paid appropriately compensated. No, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. But also, I think housewives are more appropriately compensated. First of all, I think the starting rate is like $10,000 a season, which is what they were making on Love is Blind, but you don't have to surrender your ID and your wallet and your keys. 24-7. And, yeah, be in a situation like that. But also with a show like Love is Blind, it's like you don't know who's going to go all the way get just mm-hmm. quote-unquote deserves the biggest paycheck contributes the most to the storyline so everybody gets paid the same whether you know you're a star or not but I guess if you don't get engaged and you don't go into it, to the next phase you probably don't get ten thousand dollars for that right like your paycheck I think is directly correlated to the amount of time you spend on the show and if you don't make it out of the pods with a partner your time is up yeah maybe it's like a thousand dollars an episode actually or it might be per week. Yeah. Because he said 10000 for 10 weeks because he made it all the way to the end to the wedding. But after, I think it's four weeks in the pod. Or maybe even two. Yeah. No, there's definitely like a conversation to be had here like with residuals and also like on a 24-hour show, like you should be paid better. Mm-hmm. Um, but you shouldn't also expect to go on one episode, one season of reality TV and that that's going to like cover you for the rest of your life, you're still going to need to work. So he's still going to have this issue of, like, people don't take yeah. him seriously and he but can't get a job. But he'd be getting job. residuals. But he'd be getting residuals. Okay, is that like, enough to live? The residuals from Love is Blind, which is how many people on the show, how many people are even watching it past that big first boom. Right. And, again, like we've said, like, the streamers would have to release their numbers in order to, like, um, figure out how much to pay people for residuals. And the argument has been being made that those numbers aren't what people think they are. Yeah, no, I think, like, if he got residuals, it would be helpful, but it wouldn't solve his problem. No, not at all. And the expectation that you go on a show and you get residuals for the rest of your life that are going to, like, keep your house for 10 episodes of a show? working actors who aren't, like, super famous but have been, you know, working their whole lives, they get residuals. I follow a bunch of people on TikTok who are, like, working actors, and they always are opening up their SAG residuals, like, from the mail on TikTok. It's actually really interesting. And they have, like... 20, 30, 40, 50 projects from the last however many years that that keep that's their salary residuals over, you know, for the rest of their life because right. it's multiple projects. Like everyone talks about the friends residuals. It wasn't just 10 episodes that they did. It's well, yeah, that that's like the 1% in SAG that like is really not applicable here. I think it's like 99% of SAG members like don't reach the minimum salary to get health insurance, which is $26,000 a year. Got it. It might not be 99%, but, like, it's an insane amount. And so, like, that's who this this strike is really for. It's not for Tom Cruise. You know, he's fine. No, no, I didn't think. But the Tom Cruise, not Tom Cruise himself, but, like, people like Tom Cruise are standing in solidarity with yes, the yes. strikers. Um, I actually read that, like, Matt, because I, I saw, like, a bunch of people, like, threads and stuff, people um, calling out certain celebrities who, like, haven't shown up physically at the picket line. Um, and then people were just, like, arguing in, in the comment section, and I was just reading it. Um... I think it was Matt Damon and Ben Affleck have been uh, secretly paying the rents of a lot of SAG members, you know, who are either, you know, production coordinators, 
cameramen, like, you know, actual cast and crew, um, and secretly paying their rents, which I thought was really interesting. That's really nice, but they haven't shown up at the picket line was the point. Right, and then people were arguing, like, well, it's a security concern, you can't, Leonardo DiCaprio can't just stand in the street. Right, and that's why you never know the whole story in context of it's everything. It's true, it's true. But I do think a, a reality union isn't the worst idea. Yeah, and especially for, like, even shows like Vanderpump Rules, like, people really are mm-hmm. always going back and watching those, and it should yep. be... You should be compensated. Yeah. No, so I hear what he said. And that is really sad for him. I know. But I'm surprised that we have, like, more people haven't come out. If you think about how many reality shows, like, have, like, a blip of fame. Everyone's obsessed with it for 35 seconds. Like, too hot to handle, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of the girls end up becoming, like, social, successful social media creators. But I think that's really hard for the guys. Yeah. Some of them, like, do okay. I mean, especially if you can, like, go back to your old job and do a little bit of social. It's all good. But I feel bad that he's having such a hard time. Me too. And I think he's got a good, uh, he makes a a good argument. Yeah, he does. And he's got Bethany on his side and she's a strong force. Yeah, no, if I want anybody on my side, like, because I'm in an argument with someone, like, I want Bethany on my side. Totally. Good stories, Jax. Thanks. Ooh, nice long episode today. Sorry it was so delayed, guys. Thank you for your patience. Um, Again, love you dearly. I don't don't know. We'll wrap it up so we can get it up. Right. Yeah, we will. Jackie will wrap it up, condom, so we can get it up. Penetration. Condom. Condom. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts by Nessa Toast. Leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Love Bye. ya. Bye.